Ramblers is your one-stop destination for everything CSU sports related. I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. We're going to bring you the latest updates, insightful commentary, and behind-the-scenes stories that keep you connected to the Rams' athletic endeavors. To listen to other episodes, you can go to kcsufm.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is a pre-recorded episode. KCSU Fort Collins, Caleb Allen, Austin Martin. This is Ramblers, and we're back after a couple of weeks off. Awesome, but we're back in the rodeo. We're back in the saddle doing the rodeo and ready to get going, dude. Yeah, you get you get kicked off the horse nine times, but you get up ten, dude. We're back in the saddle on on the ranch, ready to bring you some. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Like it was yeah. a very weird week. That's something that we're not used to. No. Like since we were, we were just talking about it with like just head coaching and everything. Like, I mean, besides our like my freshman year because they had Adazio here, but like besides that, there hasn't been like a lot of coaching changes. Like, like at least in the big, like there hasn't been a lot of upper brass. And then, I mean, the one was uh, the one notable one was uh, McConnell yeah. to Parsons, but yeah. like besides that, there hasn't been a lot of. Uh, big changes going on and that could absolutely change now with the way that this um whole situation is kind of panning out we'll talk more about the new ad or at least interim ad as joe parker's on his way out that'll be coming up here in just a little bit but as we start every week we'll start with our rambler review and not a lot going on this past week because a lot of these teams have been getting both the swim and dive teams and the track and field teams are both on the road um, right now competing in their respective Mountain West championships. Um, so, yeah, track and field, um, they started today. I haven't seen any results from that yet, so I'm not exactly sure how they did, but I'm sure they had some stellar performances. I mean, they're wrapping up their indoor season, which has been a season full of record-breaking um, performances and PR-setting performances from each per, uh, person. I mean, ultimately, this is a track school. This, we're a track school. That's, that's where we get our – we. I mean, cross country too is where they kind of make their bread um, and, and collect the trophies is when it comes to the legs and the running. Yeah, I mean, we have multiple <laughs> events where we have the best athlete in the nation. Yeah, and one of those being Maya Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, what a throw that she had! That was uh, like she topped her previous throw during the season, school record uh, throw, and then she tops it, and it also it, it was. It was what eighth best in the in the history of the NCAA. Yeah, and I think she's like the seventh ranked person in the world or something like that. Yeah, I might be. I, I, I think she's the number one. I think she's number one in the country in throwing. Yeah, uh, I think it's what shot put. Yep, and she's number seven in the world right now in terms of the rankings. I mean, this is a uh, an Olympic athlete on campus at CSU, and she gets to kind of go out and do her thing for the Mountain West Championship. So yeah, what a story and what a year it's been for Maya Lesnar. Yeah, a, a year of I mean a lot of ups with you know how um she's performing and then and then also like there's been adversity like yeah. with all the we, we talked about on one of our ramblers like with the the social media 
uh, attention that she's been getting and everything. So yeah, a lot of ups and then like some downs too, but she's still, she's overcoming all the challenges, whether it's on the track or, you know, outside of the track and, and she's crushing it. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm very, ha- I'm excited to see how she performs in the mountain West and then carrying it on to, you know, whatever's coming up after that. Yeah, hopefully we have some wins to talk about from the Mountain West Conference when we come back next week on Ramblers for track and field. As for tennis, a rough weekend, a rough road trip to Utah. They lost both of those duels. They won just one match in the singles portion. Um, for those who don't know how duels work, you play three doubles matches. The team that wins two of those gets the doubles single point, and you have to win four points to win a duel. It's best of seven. Um, CSU was swept six to one on saturday and lost 7-0 um on sunday and the only win coming from zara lennon the um super senior playing her best right now a lot of shuffling with this lineup over the last couple of weeks but they return home this weekend they have nau on saturday and then they host the oh so hated cu buffaloes on sunday i'm i'm excited for that because i mean one it's the Rocky Mountain Showdown, baby. Yeah. I, you always got to get fired up for those. And then also, we are so – it might there might be, you know, just a different energy that they that we feel in Fort Collins that, you know, allows this team to uh, perform better. But uh, I can't remember the streak, but it's like – 15, I think. I, I think it is 15. 15 in a row at home. And, I mean, you just got to hope, especially coming off of a tough loss on the road – you're going to be coming back with with the chip on your shoulder. Not that you need one because you're about to take on your rivals at home. Like you got to defend the house. So that that's going to be a fun one. That what what day is that Saturday? That's Sunday. Sunday. Sunday against CU. And it's worth noting the last time that the Rams lost was 15 matches ago. They will be playing outside this weekend. But just for fun, I went and looked it up after the last tennis match at Fort Collins Country Club, the indoor court, three courts. The last time they lost in that building was March 16, 2019. And since then, they've won eight of their indoor um, events here in Fort Collins. Obviously, 2020, there weren't any, um, I guess, uh, meets and duels in that portion of the season. But yeah, they have Fort Collins Country Club, 15 overall. Um, but they will be outside this weekend. NAU going to be coming into town. I think we're in the low 60s on both days. So, um, should be warm enough for the balls to have some speed, but cold enough for them to um, cold enough for it to uh, not be too cold. I guess if that's a, if that yeah. makes sense. And, and dude, that is that's what I'm talking about. That's some journalism right there, dude. Yeah. Diving deep, figuring that. Well, that's because I got to be there, so I just want to make sure what I'm going to wear <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, not the weather. So. I mean, the weather too. Yeah, but no, you finding out when the last time they lost too. I mean, that's that's what we do. Yeah, that's what, what we, do. we do, baby. We put the work in. Bring you guys I a great radio. I can't. Week. I can't wait for the segment coming up too with Hoff oh. Shield, dude. Oh, yeah. I know we're in our re- recap. Man, you're right just now. you're spoiling everything. I know. I'm so, let's, I know. let's leave something for them to think about. No, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited, dude. All right. Well, before we jump to any Joe Parker, McKenna Hoff Shield, you want to tell yeah. them the rest of the show we have planned here tonight? We uh, also have <laughs> CSU softball. They're now seven and three on the season. A big weekend last weekend. Finished the Torero Classic four and one in their five games over the three days. Two double headers. Um, on back-to-back days, they lost the first game, and after that, it was no looking back. And they scored ten runs. I think the final score of that one was they run ruled um, Southern Utah, and uh, or they lost to Southern Utah, and they run ruled Eastern Illinois. I think the rule is if you're up by I think eight or more after the fifth inning, they just call it done. So I think the final score of that was ten to two, and it stopped in the fifth. 
Um, and then they scored four runs at each of their next three games and only allowed one run, one run, and two runs or three runs in their final three games last weekend. Yeah, their their defense and pitching, they they're just stepping up. And what I'm liking out of this, like, didn't get shut out all weekend. Bats were feeling hot and also won some close games and also and and came out and performed very well. Got uh, starting off the tournament with the loss and then bouncing back, you know, with the with the ten to two win in five innings too. That's that's big in these type of tournament style settings because you you got a lot of games to play, a yeah, lot play of innings. A of you got to save yeah. some arms, save some legs. The fatigue it, it's a factor in these back to back games that you have. So that that was a, that was a big weekend by them and a good showing from the Rams softball, which. They they got some they got some uh, work to do this weekend. Yeah, they they got some challenges. Well, and I was just about to say that because we look at every program, look at every single sports program here on campus. Football, they scheduled hard non-conference. You had to play Washington State, who was ranked top twenty-five at one point this season. You also played CU at the point at that time. They were also ranked in the top twenty-five. So you're sharpening iron. We talked about uh, volleyball. Obviously, they they played a really tough non-conference schedule. It's iron sharpens iron. They're trying to be better. Um, they're, they're trying to be the best team they can be going into conference play. And then if you're playing the number two team like this team will be playing, they play Texas once this weekend. They'll play number twelve Sanford twice. So you got three matchups with two ranked teams in the top twelve. And then you also have Louisiana, who's a solid softball team as well. So it's they're sharpening themselves. They're getting ready for a conference season. This is a team that just a couple of years ago won a Mountain, a Mountain West cha- uh, championship. They've kind of, I guess, underachieved in some seasons since then. But they're trying to turn things around. They got a, you know some upperclassmen that'll be gone, gone either this year or next year that they kind of want to win with right now. Um, and I think they scheduled very well. And this week's gonna be a big test for them as they take on those two teams. Yeah, I, I love I love that that is like becoming a norm with our scheduling is scheduling That's these. How it should t- be. Yeah, exactly. Because if we're serious about our sports program, then this needs to be a, a common thing too. Yeah. But. Yeah, going in. I mean, Stanford. They last time we were looking, I think they were ranked like four or something. So they they definitely slid in the rankings. But that's not to say that they're any slouch because no. that could also. You see that your ranking sliding and, and can light a switch. Like, hey, we got to turn it on right now. That's what the and, CSU men's team does, right? Yeah, so. exactly. And and then going into Texas, that's the number two team in the country. Man, that's but, a team that's <laughs> almost favored to win the entire thing. And they're playing at home. They're going to they're going to be gassed up, ready to play whoever. I don't know. I I just like the test. I know last season we we uh played Iowa State. They they gave us a run for our money, but it was good to get that experience against a Big 12 team out of one of the, a team out of those uh Power 5 schools. Or I, you know, yeah, they are. They might still be Big Twelve. Who knows? I don't know. What? Who Texas? Iowa State. I don't even know. Dude. Who knows? I, I don't dude. follow any of that yeah. anymore. I can't. I can't. And I'm trying. <laughs> it's, I'm trying hard. my hardest. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's, Louisiana. That's another good ball club too. The Raging yeah. Cajuns. And um, hey, I mean, that could they can get you. You might put exactly. all your focus on twelve and two, and instead of you know focusing on this team, you might be just overlooking them because you have Stanford the next day too. So yeah. It, not going to be an easy weekend, but they're seven and three. If you can win one or two of these ranked matchups and then take care of business against Louisiana, you could really set yourself up to have a good record coming into the first home series of the weekend or of the season. Yeah, and that—that's really what you want. You want to set yourself up coming home, having that home opener, and then also getting into conference play too, because then yeah. you're going against teams that are in your conference and. You know, you have a good game or you, you, you catch a dub against one of these top teams outside of your conference and you go into these conference games with a little bit more swag, a little bit more confidence because yep. you're like, hey, I, we just we, we played we played well against so-and-so. 
we can take on these guys or these yeah. girls. So I, I don't know. I, I love I love the scheduling. I'm I'm gonna be tuned in to see. Uh, I had to watch this softball team. I mean, because we're gonna be calling these two. This is gonna be a fun team to watch. Yeah. I, I love I love going to the softball games too. It's a, it's just a very accessible park. They did uh, renovate as well, so yeah. it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun atmosphere to play in Texas. I mean, that's going to be a packed crowd with number two hosting a various amount of teams over the weekend. So it should be a lot of fun. Softball, a chance to have double-digit wins before they even play their first home game of the season. And it should be a fun weekend for them. When we come back, Austin already spoiled it, but we're talking about Joe Parker and all the other changes. We'll talk about that next on Ramblers. But first, Ain't It Fun by Paramore here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Caleb Allen, Austin Martin, the sports directors here at KCSU, bringing you all the sports from Northern Colorado this week. As as you mentioned and as you spoiled this segment, we're talking about Joe Parker and his relief of duties as athletic director at Colorado State just a couple of years after signing a brand new extension. So Joe Parker set at least until 2027 unless he takes a job somewhere else he'll be getting a paycheck from csu yeah that that's like a that's a thing that we've been seeing with you know coaches players they got the the bobby vanilla day yeah for the Mets, July 1st, you know? baby yeah um there it's gonna there's gonna be a, a shohei otani day yeah but it it is interesting you know because he, he's still gonna be around the program and I mean, I, I've I've met him a couple of times, and it's always always been a very nice guy. So I'm I'm sure you know he's he's a friendly face to have around. Yeah. But um, man, that that was and that whole ordeal, it was like, it was just weird. Also because of the timing. I was gonna ask you about that. That that, that was just. It's a weird time. A weird time in the day. It, it was, was Monday. A, it, was it was it Monday or Tuesday? It's was Monday it, it was, morning. Yeah, it was first Monday. thing Monday morning. It, I'm on Twitter and I'm like seeing you know all the, I, all seeing, the hints I'm, at it. Yeah, all yeah. the hints, and then I'm like, and then we're getting. What do you sl- think it was when you saw those tweets? What were you thinking that was going to go down? An extension for Medved? Like what was I, going? I thought it was. Co- I thought it had something to do with either uh, Medved or Norvell. That, that that's what I would have thought. I, I don't. My know. first thought was Medved. Yeah, I was like, we got an extension out with Medved. Yeah, that was my first thought. Um, and because I I just it didn't fathom in my head that we would uh, be announcing that our, we're, we're looking, we're, we're going to be looking for a new athletic director, it, especially in the middle of basketball season too. That was another weird part of the timing was, but that's like, the thing. And I was right there with you. I thought yeah. the timing was weird, but as you think about it some more, if you think about it a little deeper, look at the time of the year. Yeah. It's during basketball season, but what is an AD doing this time of year for basketball? Just attending games, yeah. showing face being present that's what nady does this time of year it's championship season for a lot of other sports and um and basketball once it wraps up there's really no major sports going on outside of softball um in terms of the like big events fans coming to the events so basketball is kind of done and it's kind of wraps so what else is he going to do for the rest of the year probably start planning for next year so you got to get ahead i mean if you're not going to move forward with a guy it's 
I feel like the timing does kind of make sense. Now, was I expecting it? No. So the timing is a little weird from that standpoint because like there was no rumblings about it. There was no. Well, he has an extension, or yeah, he, he has... just signed an extension two yeah. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> about this time, by the way, yeah. it was about two years ago at this about this juncture in the season. But when you look at it, it kind of makes sense because if you weren't going to move forward with Joe Parker, which Amy Parsons decided that she wasn't going to, and she wanted to shift directions when it came to her athletic department. You got to get ahead of the curve. You got to make sure that the candidates who are going to be out there are going to know that your school is a destination an option for them to make. Oh, and a lot of uh, hirings happen in like July for ADs. And I think right now is the perfect time to do that. Uh, because once again, what is your AD really doing right now? Because TV deals are all done up until, you know, before football and all that stuff. So like, I'm not exactly sure what your AD is doing. And that I could be ignorant. There could be some big things going on AD wise right now, but conference realignment's done. Football, you know, talks for TV deals and stuff. Those don't go down, down, um, excuse me, down until like the summer. And basketball's wrapping up. You have what? Two more home games. Two more home games, and then the season's done for both your teams. Yeah. So I think it makes sense. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe I'm reaching here. I'm gonna put the tinfoil hat on Uh-oh. right now. You got a beanie on right now. <laughs> um, watching that Instagram video that the CSU Athletics posted. Yeah. What did Amy Parsons say in her opening statement in that video? Stuff about NIL. Bingo. And then look who was sitting next to her. Who is the intern? It's John Weber, head of NIL. What, what did, head yeah, of the oh, Green and yeah, Gold Guard. Yeah, okay, yeah. What was he doing? Head of the Green and Gold. What yeah. is that, if you don't know? That is our NIL our collective. NIL collective. You know, call, call me call me a, a conspiracy theorist. I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if that's I, I conspiracy theory so much as reading between the lines and understanding the, the climate which, of college athletics now. With, which, with this, it's a lot of PR, a lot of, you know, saving face and everything, which I, I get, too. Like, you don't, you're not trying to go in there and be like, yeah, we fired him. We're looking for someone new that's doing it better. Like You're not going in and saying things no. like that. But with these kind of things, you do – especially when you don't put out a clear statement, sometimes you do have to read between the lines and put together, you know, your best judgment. And I'm not saying that is the reason. I'm just saying that you're the, the, what I'm being presented, that is what is leading me to believe that that is the reasoning. And you know what? I love it Yeah. because dude, you look around our campus. We got a new stadium. We got facilities. We got all. Joe the, Parker was a big hand in all that, by the way. Exactly, exactly. A big part in the the, the Canvas Stadium deal. The the fact that they named it Canvas Stadium. He was a big part of bringing them in. Yep. And I imagine there's a lot of people at Canvas that are very appreciative of Joe Parker, by the way. Exactly. And, and what I'm getting to the the point is, <clears throat> this is going to be a a nice spot for an AD. Sure. If you're looking for an AD position, this is a great place for it because of one, it's a great college town. One of the greatest college towns that, uh, you know, off of, this is off of like people's surveys and everything that I'm just citing. And, uh, a a lot of great facilities and everything. And a lot of reasons for athletes to decide to come and spend their years here and put in work and, and, uh, compete in our athletic programs. Yeah. CSU is widely accepted as the best facilities in the mountain West, especially when it comes to their new football stuff, um, over the stadium. So a big part of that, Joe Parker, for exactly. sure. Yeah. But there comes a time where, and especially in this climate where everything's changing, college sports will not look the same as they haven't looked the same in the last three years. And it's moving now to this NIL side of things. And now you have an interim AD who, I don't know if if 
even someone that was inside the building and understood what was happening, I, I, I think if you asked who the interim AD was, I don't think John Weber is the first name that comes to mind. There's other executives that work closer to Joe Parker, work closer to athletic director type roles that you'd probably pick ahead of that. So what you're saying about look read between the lines, this is something about NIL. We're trying to get something going NIL-wise. We're going to get an AD that understands and can help us grow the green and gold guard. That's what they're doing. It's because this guy, John Weber, was just you know setting up deals and trying to put this collective together to you know help fund um, the NIL stuff here on campus, and he's picked as your interim over these people that are you know AD type roles already in your building, and he's interim. It's interim. Yeah. So it's it's not like you're looking for your guy right here right now, but John Weber could be a candidate for that position yeah. because he is a guy that understands NIL and all that. Yeah, he could be a candidate, and also he can be <clears throat> an important piece to to build that foundation too, yeah. you know, because now he's setting up a, a foundation of, uh, you know, focusing on NIL and, and that kind of stuff, which that's, that's the name of the game right now in college. Yeah. And, and I, I like, I, I like the move uh, personally. I do. And on, and I, I trust, I trust in Amy Parsons decision-making here right. because she hasn't given me a reason not to, since she's gotten here, she is super involved in, I mean, in sports, but in everything too, and I, I think she's making decisions that are um, putting CSU in. I think that's her first interest, and I, you know, I, I like the I like the decision going with uh, an NIL guy, and who knows what's going to happen coming up in in this summer, when it, whenever we do decide to announce a new AD or uh, hang on to our interim guy. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes down. And like we were saying earlier, like we haven't really had this type of big change in the brass, you know, besides Amy Parsons coming in as president. 100%. So I, I'm looking forward to it. It is kind of fun. It's always fun to kind of play the guessing game and speculate and, you know, put in your opinion. But I, I think right now, I think CSU is in a good place and – I'm looking forward to it, to be honest, yeah. to see what's going to happen. Well, if you're looking between the lines, one of the things that John Weber said, I think he, I think you know, Brian Roth got to ask one question to each of the subjects of the interview, and John Weber's answer was, "Yeah, we want to make this thing a better place for athletes." Yep. What does that mean? That means it's time to figure out how to pay athletes because that's the climate we're in. If you can't pay your athletes, you're not going to get the best ones. You're not going to be able to build winning programs in this place. By the way, this guy so active he's making a case to try to be a candidate because he's so active already on twitter changes his handle to Colorado state ad immediately i mean this guy's all over it he's, like, he's like you when you won your fantasy football league i still gotta put that in my twitter oh you, ha oh, you have it yeah. never mind then it's no like he's you. way better he's way more efficient <laughs> i, I would have done that if he won his fantasy football championship i'm sure that'd be in his bio already too <laughs> if i would have lost i would have put runner up like i'm i'm just i'm just saying if he ain't first you're last putting you know. up the banner like the lakers did with the in-season tournament championship. Did they really do a banner for that? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Well, uh, news came out a couple hours ago. Steve Cottingham, the deputy director of athletics, he is now out as well. I've got to interact with Steve over the last couple of years and also a very nice guy. So, obviously, a lot of opinions on what's going on in the front office portion of CSU athletics, but these are all very nice people who – lost their jobs at some capacity and they're saying that joe parker will be in as a um, advisor role um so he will which, still be somewhat on staff here but yeah which a, you can look at that too uh, in a in a couple of ways because you can be upset and say you know why are, why do we have this guy around that we you know 
decided not to go forward with. But also, like we were talking about, like Joe Parker has done good things for this university, right? And, and he's he was he he was chosen for that role for a reason, yep. and he he did good things too. So I I don't think we should just say you know. I'm done with Joe Parker. I, I, I'm glad that he's going to be around still and, and helping out whoever we're going to be making changes with. And, and he's still involved. Cause that also tells that I've, that's also telling in a sense that he cares about this university. Yep. And I, I think that's important too. Yeah. I, to swallow I want, your pride and to take a pretty much as a demotion exactly, and to still be around and help out. And that, that takes, yeah. that takes a man for sure. Exactly. Cause a lot of people put in his shoes, he'd be upset or they'd be upset and, and you know, just want to, Say see you later. I'm out. And I would and take the money. Yeah, I, would. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him. Good for him. Yeah. better than I would be. That's exactly. for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I'd be going scorched earth on Twitter. <laughs> the yeah. opposite of John Weber. Yeah, it'd be what what Twitter was doing once the news came out. Yeah, Twitter was that Brutal was another part of the day. That was another part of the day that was pretty crazy. It's Here's, just everybody speculating on Twitter too. Was, and let me say, I all these people preying on Joe Parker's downfall. You can never, but do you guys even understand what an AD does thoroughly? I barely do. I barely do. <laughs> I know enough to have this conversation right now. That's why I'm trying to stay a little out of the details because I don't know the details. Yeah. But all these people hiding behind their fake obvi- uh, profile pictures and their yeah. fake names, do you guys actually understand what an AD does? Or are you guys just <laughs> piling on because it's an easy scapegoat? Because I saw a great tweet. This is from, I think, one of the local reporters who did work closely with the university and the athletic department. And they're saying, hey, you know, you guys have all roasted Joe Parker for mistakes that you blame him for, but you guys give him no credit for any of the work he has yeah. done. So all these people who hide behind it, I know you should ignore it. They're just dummies. But at the end of the day, they don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. You don't understand anything because these are the same people that sit behind or sit behind the court or go to the games and spew their drunken, stupid opinions and know nothing about sports at all. They just pay they 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 pay for their opinions based on their their ticket. Just happened with David Roddy's teammate Kevin Durant. Either he was running on the court and a fan yelled out a in a obscenity, and he turned around and had a conversation with them. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it, it, there is people like that, which is unfortunate, and that that is the landscape of sports fans too. Yeah, and it is unfortunate that that happens, but it's also sometimes you see stuff like it. It is fun to get into it every now and then on Twitter, just sure, because it, it's well, these are people's lives that we're talking exactly. about here, and you know nothing about them. Exactly. You never interact with them. You just know their name from releases and stuff like yeah. that. So, and I every just, like ridiculous. I was saying, like every interaction that I've had with Joe, yeah, like I mean, he 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 could always you know just big boy me. I mean, I'm just I'm a student. You're here. a dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just another dude. And he's always said hi. How's it going? Why his wife extremely nice. Super. Always always Super. saying hi to me. And she remembers who I am. She she forgot my name, but I mean, they I, they I meet so too, many. I've... Yeah, they meet so many people. Yeah. Like I I forget names too. Yeah. And but just always nice. There, I I I always enjoyed having him around because I'd, I'd be up in in the booth uh, of Canvas and he'd come in and and talk on the radio and Bernay is super friendly. The people that he works with they're always nice too. Yeah. So I I, I just I, I'm I'm excited for the future, but also. You know, I, I can't be forgetting all the good things that Joe has done 100%. as well. So everyone's gonna make mistakes in their job. Everyone's gonna make some good options. It's not an easy job. And too, at the end of the it day, is one of the, it's like a quarterback. You, yeah. you get blamed for the losses, but you, when it comes to the wins, you, it's a hey, it's a team effort and everything. It's Brock a similar... Purdy and Joe Parker are the same <laughs> in that way. Yes, that, like hundred <laughs> percent. Well, maybe Joe Parker could take that as a uh, a feather in the cap there. 
Well, either way, I think we're all rooting for CSU athletics to continue to trend in the right direction. Hopefully this next hiring will do that for them. When we come back, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. McKenna Hofschild, one of the greatest to ever wear a Rams uniform for any sport, any gender. Say that again? McKenna Hofschild. No, one of the greatest what? The greatest Rams. Doesn't matter the sport. Doesn't matter the gender. One of the three Mount Rushmore type Ram. A hundred percent. We got to talk to her this morning. We'll play that interview for you guys next here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. But first, we have High Diving by a Data Remember here on 90.5 KCSU. Welcome back to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. 90.5 thanks Concert and Entertainment Venues Chippers Lanes 830 North and the Mishawaka Amphitheater for their support during our semi-annual DJ-a-thon fundraiser. Their contributions directly support projects at KCSU and local artists across northern Colorado music scene. Thank you once again to Chippers Lanes 830 North and the Mishawaka Amphitheater. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to our interviewee, this afternoon, McKenna Hofschild, one of the greatest to ever put on a Rams uniform, number four for your Carter State women's basketball team. Got to sit down with her for a little while. And it was a great interview, and here's how it went. We're here with McKenna Hofschild for Carter State women's basketball. McKenna, how are you doing, first of all? And you just got done with practice. How are you feeling? Yeah, doing good. Excited about Saturday, going to Utah State, hope, hoping to get another win. So thanks for having me. Yeah, you guys have a week off. You guys got a big mm-hmm. win against Wyoming last week. How important is that this time of the season to kind of get a break, especially because the tournament's coming up? You guys can play three or four games in that week. Yeah, it's huge. I think just for everyone to be able to rest their bodies and their minds a little bit more than than a regular week would give us. So just to have a whole whole six days or whatever it is to rest, recover, and kind of get back in that mentality to go out and get a win on Saturday is huge going into the tournament. Yeah, what's that week look like for you guys? You guys got a couple of days mm-hmm. off, and I know Coach Williams talked about having some of those days off and really taking that rest. What does that look like for you personally? Are you you know, treating um, you know, all that kind of stuff? What does a week look like for you? Yeah, so we did. We got Sunday off after the game, and then we also got yesterday completely off. So right now, me personally, I'm all about recovery. I'm in the training room, getting in the cold tub, getting a massage, whatever it is, every single day. Um, I actually took a pair of recovery boots home that I do a couple of t- days or times a week, uh, day because it's just I'm getting a little bit older, so I need to recover a little bit more. But um, yeah, just trying to take care of my body, get some sleep, get some good food, and then kind of pick it back up today and tomorrow going into Utah. Yeah, and then is your like the mindset is just on Utah, or is it like a lot of this recovery too? Are you like thinking about like, hey, tournament's coming up, like let's get prepped for this too? Totally, totally. I think that's where a lot of our our minds are. We're trying to take it one game at a time, obviously, but we also know kind of what's right on the horizon. So just trying to go into the tournament as uh, as best we can, physically and mentally. So that's kind of where we're we're at right now. So it's been a, a fun year. You came back for another year, your final year here, and you've just kind of shattered records. And you've written, re-written, rewritten excuse me, record books. And now you're one of three Rams with 2,000 points and all that. What does this year mean, meant for you? And obviously probably no regrets coming back for this uh, extra year. Yeah, no regrets at all. I think um, I'm just so blessed to be here another year. It's been such an amazing time with this program and with this community. So it's been a great year. It's been um, a year full of a few challenges which I was kind of expecting coming back so 
just to be here, wear the Ram jersey one more time. Um, it means everything to me, and not only just me, but the rest of the super seniors that are on the team. I think we've all been really happy and pleased with the, with the time that we've had uh, coming back for our one more year. Have you had any time to kind of reflect? I, I know, I know you guys still have some games going, but have you had any time to reflect right after these achievements of 2,000 points, you know, Mountain West assists? I mean, you're second in the country in assists. Have you had any time yet? to kind of reflect on any of these accomplishments yet? I haven't. You know, I am, I'm, I really try and stay as well seen just because I feel if I get too far ahead of myself, um, I don't perform as, at the level that I would like to. So I really try and just stay in the moment. But I think as it's winding down and there's only a few games left, it's starting to hit me just kind of not only thing, everything I've done, but just everything the team that I've been a part of for four years has done. So. Um, it'll start hitting a little bit more and I'll, I'll kind of get to that moment where I can reflect and look back. But right now I'm just trying to be a good teammate, be a good leader, and hopefully win a Mount West championship. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to go a little off the rails here. So I, I watched a video of your parents, you know, and they just instantly started getting emotional. Yeah. I, I was getting emotional too, <laughs> honestly. And I, I don't even know them, but it just <laughs> I, could, I could see how uh, – how much you mean to them. Mm -hmm. what, what was your reaction when you saw that? Yeah, no, that was awesome. I, I had a feeling that was coming once when I was watching that video. I'm like, the waterworks, they're happening. <laughs> I just don't know when. So when I saw that, I just, they've been along on this ride since day one with me. So I think it means just as much to them as it does to me. And they're my biggest fans and supporters. So very grateful to have them in my corner. And um, yeah, the amount of texts and stuff I've gotten about that video and how like so many people got emotional when they saw my parents, I was like, yeah. That, that yeah I, was, I was in the station, <laughs> I'm like watching, I'm like, I can't let anybody see them. And then I want to go back into your high school years too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was looking through your bio, saw 63 minute quarters in high school. What, what was your biggest takeaway from that? And you also had 42 in the second half. Like that's an <laughs> insane stat line. I, I, don't, I don't understand how somebody could do that. How was that night? That was so much fun. The, the funny thing is we were on kind of a side court in, in a big gym. So we didn't have, the scoreboard was like this big. So we didn't have the scores on there like of each individual person. So I didn't know what I was at. And I just, I don't know, I kept getting looks. I was feeling good and then I think there was a timeout and my sister was sitting right behind the bench and she's like, you're at 58, like, you're at 58. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I'll get a few more. But no, it was a really fun game. What are those games like for you? Because now we do have big scoreboards yeah. here in Moby and you can look up and mm -hmm. see. What does that kind of, do you know when you're kind of putting up those performances? Like you've had numerous 30 point games this year. Do you know when those are happening? I think I feel like I'm in the zone, right? I feel very confident in my abilities and I feel like I'm getting my spots very easy and um, I try not to look too much at more my score. I like to look at the assists I got uh, just to make sure that I'm kind of dishing it out and get my teammates involved. But, yeah, there's definitely a feeling that I have, you know, when I'm putting up some numbers where, I don't know, it feels like I'm not going to miss. So, obviously, compared to Becky Hammond and Isaiah Stevens all the time, mm -hmm. you're one of the three greatest Rams in terms of the basketball from court. How, what I mean, guess, is that something that – you've been able to kind of cherish while you're here, especially you've got to interact with Becky Hammond a couple mm -hmm. of times over the year. You know, was she kind of, how, I guess, how instrumental was she into um, your development and your growth here at yeah. CSU? Um, you know, going into, coming into CSU, I didn't know a lot about Becky. I knew, I mean, she's a legend, right? But I didn't know kind of the impact she had on CSU. So I think I learned that really quickly. And then it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, she inspired me. I know how great she was and the type of point guard she was for this program. So 
I think that just pushed me to want to be even better. And then having someone on the men's side like Isaiah is just, I mean, he's an incredible player too. So just to have great point guards to kind of look at um, and see their success in CSU uniforms really pushes me to have um, as much success as, of my own as I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have an impact your own on other people. Um, one of my favorite pictures that came out this year, I'm from Montana, and you were in Missoula this year, and oh, you yeah. have a crowd of you know, young hoopers and fans <laughs> wanting autographs. And I remember growing up when I was in Montana, Damian Lillard was coming to town. He oh, was yeah. at Weber State. And I'm like, I can't wait to go to this game. I'm going to watch him. He's going to be in the NBA. But uh, what, what does that feel like when you're, you know, you have this kind of influence and you can inspire a lot of these young hoopers? It feels amazing. I think that's probably my favorite part about kind of where I'm at in my career is just being able to be somebody that, younger kids can look up to and think, well, if she can do it, I can do it too. So um, staying after games, signing autographs, taking pictures, I look forward to that. It's so much fun just to see their excitement. Um, and just to, you know, I, all I say is I want to inspire one kid. If I can inspire one kid, that'll mean the world to me. And so hopefully I've done that and, and maybe a few more kids. But it's, uh, it's a very cool position that I'm in, and I don't take it lightly. And... You know, uh, part of your inspiration, you're fearless. You, you know, you're not the biggest player on the court. The way you attack the rim, you you played uh, var you played varsity as an eighth grader. Mm -hmm. You have all these crazy games, and you just you show that fearlessness. But off the court, what are you afraid of? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I'm really afraid of anything. Like legitimately, you know, I'm afraid of like spiders and stuff, yeah. but I don't have any real fears. I'm, I'm one of those people that strongly believes in whatever's meant to be will happen and it'll, it'll find its way. So I'm, I'm very, uh, I think off the court, I'm a lot more laid back and just kind of go with the flow. Whatever happens is I'm cool with. But yeah, on the court, I, I have a little bit different personality. Uh, off off the court, like, what are what are some of your hobbies like? Movies, TV shows, books, like yeah. outdoor activities. What um, are you doing? I'm a huge movie person. Any genre, I'll watch. I love them, and I'm all online right now, so I have a lot of time to kill. So I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a dog, so I hang out with him a lot, and then I love being around people. So just going out with friends, getting something to eat, horse too, going outside, whatever the case may be. I'm I'm pretty down with it. Nice. So what what was the last movie you watched? Last movie I watched, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm on a little bit of a, like, an OG Disney Channel movie grind uh, right now. Yeah. So I watched uh, Starstruck and Lemonade Mouth. Movie on, like, the old, old, like, Disney stuff. It was, like, the twins. or I can't remember, but I, I'd have to look it up. But they do have some good, like, old Disney they movies. They have some yeah. good stuff. Like the I Disney don't know. Originals, yeah. It's some feel-good movies for me that just, uh, yeah. you can't complain. Um, that, like, Watching women's ba uh, college basketball the past couple of years, there's stars all over the country. Like mm -hmm. you got Angel Reese, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark recently just broke the the scoring record. Yep. Cameron Brink, Paige Buckets. We like you know. Yeah. You, there's a big list, and the Final Four broke records. It had a like a record of the amount of eyes watching. Yeah. What What do you think has contributed the most to the growth of uh, col women's college basketball? Honestly, I attribute it to those players you just listed. I mean, to have people like Caitlin Clark where, I mean, everybody is lining up at the door to go watch her play. So credit to players like that, uh, Paige, 
Angel Breeze, just getting so many more eyes on the game of women's basketball. And I've always said when people watch it, they really do come back to see more. And they really do get excited and respect it. So it's just a matter of getting more eyes on it, and, and it's con going to continue to grow. But, yeah, those players that that just give bring excitement, that bring a whole new level of competitiveness and talent is just uh, only going to grow the game more and more. Last one for me. You guys have a couple of games to wrap up this season. What is the mindset of this team heading into the final few games to try to get yourself a better seed in the mm -hmm. tournament and such like that? Yeah, I think our mindset is as confident as, as it's been this whole season. We're, we're really clicking at the right time. So we're going in to just try and do whatever. You know, that's all we're looking for is we're not worried about individual stats or anything like that. We're, we're looking to get a win and, and whatever I need to do to get that done, whatever this, you know, anyone, we're all willing to do what it needs to, to get the win. So we're, we're confident and we're hungry for a better seating because you're right right now we're, I think we're playing on Sunday and, and nobody wants to play on Sunday. McKenna Hofschild, number four for your CSU women's basketball team. And Austin, you and I were just talking about it. And I said this a couple of weeks to some of the people I was working with at the women's game. And I watch CSU basketball right now, both men's and women's, to at the same time get to see two of the greatest point guards to ever wear a jersey, two of the greatest players to ever play or to play in a Rams jersey at the same time. And McKenna is one half of that statement. Yeah, you just have to appreciate greatness, greatness because <clears throat> players like this do not – come around very often no we we did get lucky going from roddy being the star player to isaiah stevens yeah, you got roddy and stevens at the same time and then yeah. you have mckenna hofschild on the women's side doing the yeah. same thing it's just it's and it doesn't so, happen very often no. when, when was the last time uh, yeah like, there's been guards to come after too yeah the but, late 90s i mean that was the last time you had a great women's play and there's obviously been great players to play here yeah. since then but in terms of like mount rushmore type people when you start talking you know who are we putting up on our mount rushmore for csu it doesn't happen very often. We have two of them right now at the same time. David Roddy was here. Then right before that, you had Nico Carvacho, who was a great uh, player for them too. And it's just, you're lucky. We're so yeah. lucky, and we're lucky to talk to her this morning. Uh, she was very gracious with her time. And uh, Yeah, I, that, that's my biggest takeaway. Every time I see them play, it's just we know that the days are numbered. We know that they have you know four or five games left each in their regular season. They'll have their tournament games, hopefully some postseason bids, whether it's you know NIT or the NCAA tournament. Um but we're, we're so lucky to get to watch them. And time's running out. So if you haven't watched them, I mean, you're missing out on what could be yeah. the last time for a while. And she's not only one of the greatest players in CSU, she's one of the best distributors to come through college basketball. Yeah, seven and a half assists a game is second in the country behind Caitlin Clark, who is the best women's basketball player in the world right now. Yeah, and yeah, like I'm saying, you just got to appreciate the greatness because it's not going to be here forever and be able to watch – McKenna, Isaiah, all, all of our great players. And, and it's going to be something that we'll be talking about yeah. for years to come. It's like, yeah, we, we were in Moby watching these players. Yeah. I, I get to go down to Vegas and watch watch uh, the Mountain West Conference tournament, watch these guys, watch these athletes compete in their last tournament yeah. with their team and, and just go put on a show. And I, I can't wait for that. I can't. I, I'm just – I'm very fortunate to be able to – be in the presence of greatness because these are just incredible athletes they're great people and that interview with mckenna hofschild it just got 
we we got to look behind the the you know out, outside of the court as well get to know her a little bit too and we were, we were talking about it when we got bagels after yeah uh, the interview it was like we i would have we could have talked for hours too because yeah. there's so mu- there's so many things we wanted to talk about she's busy we're we're busy we got yeah. classes to go to and stuff but I mean, that was just surface level stuff exactly. we could sit in a room with her for hours and go over film and stuff and i'm hoping we can talk to isaiah stevens the other number four here on campus and kind of pick his brain because that guy listening to him and her both because they did a video earlier this year with the two of them sitting down watching each other's film and breaking it down and talking about that it's so fascinating to listen to them talk so yeah that was surface level stuff there but yeah we both could have sat for hours and talked to mckenna today it yeah was and awesome the, and the, these players have so much respect just not not only in Kate and fort collins around the country because last night we were watching the head coach yeah. give his post-game interview uh, about Isaiah Stevens, and he Patino was saying, "I can't wait till this guy graduates. Yeah. Like I'm tired of this guy. Yeah, he He's might only have to see him one more time, and it could be a, <laughs> a tournament meeting. But yeah, so I, it's greatness. And I'm glad one of my favorite questions that we had was your question about the way that women's sports, um, and specifically women's basketball, has kind of grown. And we talked about this with volleyball when Nebraska sold out the football stadium this year and all that. Women's sports are growing, and they're growing for a reason because it's good stuff. And I understand. Some people might not find it as appealing. If you're a casual fan, you like to just turn on basketball and be entertained up and speed. But if you really love basketball, if you really love it, you can find the beauty in the women's game because it's so much of the fundamentals, the technicals. It's great play calling, great facilitating and passing. And there's so much to it on the women's side that I understand that if you're a casual watcher, you're not going to get, you're not going to enjoy. The women's game is just as good as the men's. Exactly. And you, you watch McKenna, she's doing she's doing she's doing things that are unheard of. She's yeah. five foot two. Yeah. And she's get she's a great rebounder. Not not only not for somebody that's five foot two, for somebody that is just a, a player in basketball, she's yeah. a great rebounder. It, yeah. It's insane. And, and it's she is so fun to watch and, and just the way she inspires her teammates because she's a great teammate. We you, you asked her about uh, you know, looking up at the, the scoreboard during the games. She's making sure she's got a lot of assists yeah. because she's getting her teammates involved and getting to the basket. She finishes over defenders that are, you know, bigger than her and and it's just she is so impressive to watch, and she's so, she's fun to watch too. She's explosive. She's an athlete, despite her size, and it, it's we, we we're just watching greatness, man. Yeah. And it's it's awesome. And some people might hear that answer. Oh yeah, I look at the board, see how many assists I have. Is oh, I'm trying to check my stats. No, she's looking up there to see if she's getting others involved because she understands if this team's going to win a Mountain West Conference championship, if they're going to dethrone they UNLV. Yeah. They, it, it's not McKenna because McKenna's gone to the tournament and dropped thirty in the championship game. She's done that. Yeah. What matters is, are there other players with her on the floor going? Is Hannah Ronzik getting a double-double like she did last week, by the way? Shout out to her, her first career double-double with rebounds and points. But um, she she understands what it means to get an assist. It's not just a number next to her name. It's not a career accolade, and it's not a record book thing. It's about winning. And if if you got anything other than that, then you just completely missed her point of that answer. But, I mean, she's one of three players, in or women, to score 2,000 points as a Ram and 2,000 career points. And that's saying something. It's Isaiah Stevens, McKenna Hoffshield, both playing at the same time, and then obviously the great Becky Hammond. Yeah. And, I mean, anytime you're putting yourself in regards with those names, you're doing the right things. And it is it is just awesome to see. It, the men's have been fun. We're going to break down their games coming up. 
but just watching watching them compete too at a very high level against some really good teams in the Mountain West. Like the, the, this basketball season for both sides has been just such a treat because of what they've been doing, and it, it's it's awesome, man. No idea why that just started, but that's fine. That's all right. There's um, a lot of buttons and tons of buttons. Yeah, I'm completely lost. It's my fault. But yeah, I mean, it's great, and yeah, we we compare her. To Becky Hammond, she's always got the comparisons. We talk about her and Isaiah Stevens together, but one day people are going to be compared to McKenna Hofshield when they're playing yeah. in the Rams uniform, and that's a big point too. Yeah, and that, and that's that's what I liked about her answer, you know, about her impact on you know inspiring others to play because she knows that she's an inspiration and she she recognizes his her aura or aura whatever aura aura whatever that word keep trying, is. dude. We all get it. Yeah, no. but uh, she recognizes that and she she embraces it like yeah. we were just talking like the you, you've been around for these education days when they invite another one next all week these, too. yeah when they invite these uh you know uh young young uh young hooper enthusiasts in elementary school and junior high school and they get to come out and watch some basketball she's she's signing autographs and making sure she's getting all the autograph uh stuff done and that, that that just speaks volumes to what kind of person she is, and she knows what what a role she's in, not only as a leader on her team, but a leader in the community. And she's just a great person to be around. She gave she gave me goosebumps about some answers yeah. about her because she's just fearless, yeah. dude. Well, and, doesn't care. And she Maybe said, a spider might scare her a little yeah, bit, but right. like who doesn't? Know, we'll we'll get past that. Like yeah. that, that's her. That's McKenna. And she said she wants to inspire one kid. She's done that times a couple thousand probably and i mean she was signing autographs like you mentioned in the interview on the road there were there were road team fans trying on the road in montana yeah you know and but like town right (laughs) missoula montana is a little bigger but and but there's a lot of there's a lot of uh basketball enthusiasts out there and they know when they got a great player coming through and they saw that in mckenna they're like hey this this tiny guard does the impossible, gets a lot of points, goes to the basket, rebounds, passes to her teammates. Great player coming through. We got to stick around and get a McKenna Hofschild autograph because she is special. Yep. And if you haven't got a McKenna Hofschild autograph after a game, then you're running out of time. So if that's something you're interested in, I would uh, look at that schedule, look at that calendar, and figure out a time for you to do so. KCSU presents Husbands, an indie pop band based out of Oklahoma City at the Aggie Theater on March 9th. To get tickets to the Garage Rock Show, you can text Hubby at 970-538-5278. Once again, that is Hubby, H-U-B-B-Y, to 970-538-5278 for your chance to see the indie pop band Husbands at the Aggie Theater on March 9th. We'll flip to the other side. Men's basketball had a big game last night, a heartbreaker, but a good one at that. We'll talk about men's basketball and all the things they have to offer in their final four games of the regular season heading in to the Vegas tournament. But first on 90.5 KCSU, AJR with Bang. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Caleb App coming up on the last half hour of our show. If you have something to say on anything we've said, if Austin has said something that's dumb, offended you, made you mad, made you upset, we have a text line, 970-538-5278. Once again, that's 970-538-KCSU. Because Austin does that to me all the time. 
get over it. CSU men's basketball, a heartbreaker last night in the pit. Number 22 goes down on the road. New Mexico gets their third straight win over a top 25 opponent at home. And it's the CSU Rams who fall in the pit. That that one, I mean, all the losses hurt. Yeah, let it out. That one hurt too because it was like a 15 to, or they want, uh, New Mexico won a 15 to 0, a 15 and 0 run. Both halves started the exact same for the Rams. Yeah. It was what? I think when I turned it on finally, it was 15 to 3. Yeah. So, both, once again, Shout slow start on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you for making me watch Providence and Xavier for that a couple That was a good extra- game. <laughs> I was not going to lie. It was not a good game when I'm trying to watch no, the Rams. No, no, I pit, get that. Though. But, like, it, it was. It was also, <laughs> horrible trying to stream that thing. I mean, it's impossible. Well, it's impossible. The the problem I game and then it just takes me to the game I'm watching. I went to Providence three Xavier. I went to three different websites. Couldn't find out. There was no watch this right now. Nothing. <laughs> I I pay for a Paramount subscription. I have cable channels and the version of Directv stream, and I can't watch a cable television broadcast. I mean, it's just it's bad. So yeah, maybe the next AD can take care of the CBSU for us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a rough loss. One, I think that most CSU fans probably wrote down as a loss at the beginning of the season, yet that seems to not take any of the sting off what happened last night. Yeah, and I think that one hurts also because <laughs> this one could have written some wrongs right that happened earlier. You know, you look at some of our road losses that we've had, they've been tough, but, you know, it would have been would have been a little easier to uh, take them in if we get a win in the pit. Right. It, it would have been nice. Well, that would have, you were only what the second team this season to win in the pit. Boise State, Max Rice did it a couple of weeks ago. You would have done it to him again, and you could have. You had a chance at the end. They had it. Didn't get the shot up in time. And I think I want I want your thoughts here on the last possession. You get the timeout. You get to drop whatever play to whatever shooter you want, and it's not to Isaiah Stevens. For me. I think it's a good call. I, a lot of times I think coaches kind of overthink those situations and, oh, you know, they're going to double cover this. Like we, we have to try to set five screens for this guy, blah, blah, blah. Coach Medved looked at it and said, you know, I'm going to go to Zay here. They're going to put two on Zay. Let's try to set something up for our secondary option and Neat Clifford. And if he's not open, we have Patrick Cardia who's playing a pretty strong game right now, 11 points, already hit a three, a big three earlier. Maybe that's the guy. And they ran a play to Neat Clifford. And it was entirely every every option that was from that inbounds play was going to be a three pointer. Nico Medved yeah. was going for the win because he knew going to overtime in the pit, it's always I mean it's always going to you know overtime's always going to benefit the home team. So do you like not just the ball getting never being intended for Isaiah Stevens, but also that it was going to be a three? I, I don't mind the three because that it, what was it two point four seconds. That's a that's a jump shot. Yeah, you know you don't have time. Like if there if there was eight seconds, you get the ball to Isaiah Stevens because he can work his magic, either get by a defender, go to the basket, or find. I mean, two point four is enough to make a move. You can make a dribble uh, or two and make a move real quick, move, but it's got to come up. Yeah, and, and even the shot that we did get, they did make a move and didn't have. They made it, too many moves because the, the shot yeah. wasn't get off. Um, but I, I in 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 a shooting sense with two point four seconds, I like that I don't mind that it didn't go to Isaiah because we have good shooters on this team. Right. And like, if it hit Isaiah and he took the shot, great. If it went to Neek, great. If it went to Jalen Lake, great. 
I, I, I think pretty much anyone but Joel Scott on the floor at that time, you were okay with getting the ball. Yeah, at because least his because his, his his uh catch and shoots a little slower and when he, he needs he needs more time to get his feet set when he's shooting. He's more of like a set shooter. It's not really catch and shoot, in my opinion. Like he's not catching and shooting it with a guy in his face. It's like if he's that wide open, he's gonna shoot it. But yeah, I'm I'm with you with I, I'm okay <laughs> with it going to Neek. He he's a dude that can make that shot. Um I, but on it, like, if we're really looking at that play, New Mexico played it very well. They right. they switched on their ball screens. They put a lot of pressure on the intended passer passing guys. And then once the ball did hit Neek's hands, there was a defender right there. Yeah. It, it was a tough shot. And, and dude, New Mexico made plays. Who was it? Dent. He had the game winning layup. Yep. And then I mean, Mashburn had some big free throws. He, Mashburn had some big free throws. Uh, Jalen House, he he had some big plays down the stretch as well, so you gotta you gotta just tip your cap to a team like that. Also, JT Toppin had a great game uh, defense, or I think it was Toppin, I'm, I, the the big their yep. big guy. Yep. Was, yeah, yeah, he, he had some good moments. Um, so it, it it was a good, it was just a great basketball game too. Like that was probably one of the better Mountain West games that we've seen all season. It was very competitive. Teams that are very close in the standings too. This had this had seeding implications, you know, potentially. Right. Like when we get our seeding, if if we're not happy with our seeding, we can go back and this is a game that it it had some big implications on it. So I, I just I, I I the ending was it was tough, but Ram, the Rams put themselves in a position to win. They yep, were down like six with like four minutes left, and we were watching. We're like, hey, they still got some time. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, we're not out. And then they made some big shots, and, and Stevens was doing his thing, and it was it was. It was a great basketball game, for sure. Let me ask you this, though. Let's play devil's advocate a little bit. Okay. We both said that we liked the play call. It was, you know, the right one. Just didn't work. This is a team, this men's team, has struggled from three-point over the last couple of weeks. They're not shooting the ball as efficiently as they were to start the season. And you call up a play when you're 6-for-20 on the night, 30% from three. Not a bad number, but not something you're super confident in in terms of calling that shot again. Are you still comfortable calling a three when you haven't shot the three well? Not just that night, but for weeks now. I would, for this instance, in this basketball game, I would say I'm okay with it because our two-point percentage, like on layups and, and everything. 41.4 overall. It, it was, there was moments in that game where it was it was bad too. Yeah. But um, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I would have liked going to the basket too because – we're in the bonus. You never know if you get a foul call. We we you did in the possession before. Exactly. There there's been there's possessions that gave up some crazy fouls. New Mexico gave up a a, a very bad foul. It was probably seventy feet away from the basket, and we got the free throw. Um, so it's where you could have maybe made a play happen when you're you know just draw a foul. But also, I don't want to put the game in the refs' hands either because. Right. Especially in this conference. In this conference, just as, as we've seen all year long. And then just as, as we saw in that game, it, it was a weird game because they were letting them play, but they really weren't. like on some ticky-tack ones. The, yeah, too, they, yeah, they'd call some ticky-tack stuff, but they would let them play on some physical stuff. So, I yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think the game I, – I think that the right call was made. I, I don't I don't mind it. You know, you can look and see, oh, well, they didn't, they didn't execute. Well, you know, sometimes it, it just happens like that. Yeah. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Here is, if there's a play 
any minutes. There's tons of plays, missed shots, good looks at missed. Exactly. All of that. But if there's a play that I will point to as saying that could have been what cost you the game, it's the basket before. Yeah. You and I are both talking about it. We were doing, um, you know, we were in a in a group chat conversation, Discord conversation while watching the game together. That's how you do it in this uh, day and age, by the way. You don't have to sit next to your friends. You can just kind of jump on the phone and not actually – Yeah, you don't actually look at each other, which is pretty nice, especially when it comes to you. <laughs> but the play I – mean, we were both saying, you got to press. And I'm not saying right on the inbound. Pick them up at the free throw line on the opposite side, and and they do that to a certain extent. They bring Neek up to pressure and to kind of tick some time off, make things difficult. Don't give them – don't let them get into their offense super easy. But it's a one-man press. It's a pass at the at the midcourt and let a guy get wheels to the basket, which he did, and then you leave Jalen ha- – uh, not Jalen House. Jalen Lake flat-footed against a guy with full speed all the way downhill and an easy layup at that point. Yeah. That is probably the play where I'm like, okay, that's where maybe some of your coaching faltered a little bit in this one. And I'm not saying – I'm not blaming the coaching staff at all for this loss because, once again, 41.4 and a lot of those misses are right at the rim – not great when you start the halves both ways or both halves the way that you do and yeah. you let these teams get out to double digit leads twice on you that's you're not going to win a lot of games doing that but you had a chance to get a stop with a one point lead after the Isaiah Stevens free throws and you let a guy go full speed all the way down to the rim and left your defender just kind of I mean Jalen Lake's going to get criticized for it right but at the end of the day that's something that should be picked up at the three-point line and yeah. anyone else if you want to pressure has to be picking up on the free throw line on the other side of the court yeah, and, and maybe maybe New Mexico drew up that mismatch too because they right. they knew who they wanted to guard the ball. Yeah, and defensively, like, hey, we're gonna the, you're gonna be guarding this guy. He's gonna try and make a play. Get out in front of him. Don't let him do it. And sometimes switch ball switches happen coming off of a screen. You got to switch and step up. Um, I like I, an ideal perfect world. In that situation, I'd rather have Neat Clifford or uh, Josiah Strong. Those are two of our, you know, stronger uh, perimeter defenders. Well, Jalen Lake's good too, but he you, is. Yeah, no one's good at playing defense when you let a guy get full steam ahead on you. Exactly. The pressure. Impossible. The the part that I didn't like was the pressure or the lack of pressure on the ball. Hundred percent. Because he was he was sagging off and expecting him to blow by, but he he sagged off a little too much and. He he got too much speed and just couldn't get in front of him and that and that's kind of what decided the game right. I mean it is what decided the game and like you were saying though there's things that uh, could have went better for the for the Rams but yeah. didn't. So I mean it's a when games come down to the wire like that it is oh the story of the game is always going to be what happened in the last two minutes. Yeah, that's why they do two minute reports in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah, and but. There's a lot of things that this Rams team could have done differently throughout the game, like if the ball rolls a different bounce, uh, it, it, whatever. You know, yeah. you, you can you can look at so many things, but I thought it was just an extremely competitive game. The pits a crazy atmosphere, hard place to play. Yeah, because the, that start they were bumping in there, and then once the Rams came back, everyone started getting a little quiet, yep. and the, like. We had we had their fans kind of on their heels, like, Absolutely. hey, we might lose one at home again. Yeah, but. and that's bad for their. I mean, the Rams right now are number six in the conference, yeah. so they're playing Wednesday. And we said it already a couple of weeks ago. You can't play four games in this tournament. You cannot do that. You're not going to win. It's not likely that if you play on Wednesday that you're going to be playing on Saturday, even making it to that game. Yeah. So that was a big loss. It was a big game for both teams. But back to the dent layup that and it was ultimately the difference in the game. 
I mean, he's your leading scorer for the other team. He's tied with uh, Mashburn with 16 points in terms of overall. At that point, he was at 14. So, I mean, this is one of your guys all night that's kind of got his offense going. Don't you feel like if you're going to lose on a game-winning layup like that, you want to try to not give it to one of the best two options, three options? And that's what they tried to do with Jalen House. They tried to pressure him up the court. Jalen did the right thing, gave the ball up, and now it's a free layup for Donovan Dent. But Dent was – he, I mean, he ended up at the same points. He had more. He had the same amount of points as Jalen House at that point, pun intended. But all three of these scores were not accounted for, and that's why Dent gets a head start and a run to the rim. Yeah, and and that 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 mm. explains the how this New Mexico team is dangerous. They got a couple. They got they got a few really elite guards. Yep. On that team, and like we we're saying with. With our last shot, you know, you kind of pick your poison at that point with the catch and shoot. That's how they they were feeling too, and that that's what makes it hard to defend also because yep. it's like you defensively you, in the timeouts you're like, okay, I'm assuming they're going to go to this guy. Got to watch out for these other two also, and it makes it hard because then you 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 have your ideal matchup on the guy that doesn't have the ball, and then you're just kind of out there watching and and hoping that uh, we get the stop, and that's kind of what happened. And I mean. And you gotta tip your cap to them because they they adapted to some adversity there because yep. they they didn't have their ideal guy that they wanted out of it, but they also put confidence in another guy to go make a play, and that's what he yep. did, and he he did that that was a tough play. He got hacked and finished, and it that that was the ball game. It, yep. it was that that was a fun moment though, and a tough win for New Mexico, a big win too because we were ranked and we we had a lot of momentum and we had that game uh, in our rights, but. New Mexico found a way to win. Yeah, if we want to look at the positive side of things for the Rams, they're playing better on the road now. Now they're still having some struggles, but it's not in the, less, in the man, wind. Then the wind column, but yeah. they're playing better. They're playing better on the road. Yeah. And Joel Scott has played out of his mind, yeah. better than he has all season. These last couple of games, he was a leading scorer against Utah State. He's you know hitting shots when the shots are there for him. He had 18 points last night. Zay had 20, one of his better games of the year, just a one assist shy of a double-double. Yep. And Patrick Cartier, he did his thing. So really, when you're looking at this thing, you lost by two at home, and your second scorer had two points. Neat Clifford had two points, zero assists. So if Neat Clifford can get back to what he was doing all season long, and he's had a rough couple of games here now, but if he can get back to what he's – been doing all year and you can get the same production out of the same the guys that are doing what they're doing right now this team has a chance to win the conference and make a run in the march madness tournament at yeah the end ex- of the day. exactly and they they still have four four games to figure it out yep against, against some really good competition yeah next game this saturday against unlv this is a lot of people's the biggest dark game. horse going forward in this tournament yep. yeah, and it is one of the bigger games because you're playing in vegas and it's also I, I hope I hope our players that kind of you know just get used to playing in Vegas because they're going to be back there for the Mountain West Conference tournament. Weeks, so yeah. get comfortable because yeah. they're going to be back there. And also UNLV they want to they got to defend their house and they've been playing tough. And we went to that Ag Day or the the Orange Out game yep. and they're they are a good team. We have they have some players that we have a tough time matching up with them. Yeah, we they we a lot of our our defenders got exposed by some of their scores. Yeah, yeah. it was a close game. And it was. UNLV had every right. So it was anywhere but Moby Arena. This is a loss probably yeah. for, the, for the Rams. But, yeah, looking forward. You got UNLV this week. That's probably the hardest game on your schedule remaining. Now, that's not saying any of the rest of them are cakewalks because then you have yep. Wyoming or you have Nevada next week. And then Wyoming, that's your final home game. Yep. And then you go on the road to Air Force to wrap up things. And Air Force, whatever, they might be the bottom half of the league. 
but they almost knocked you off at home earlier. So, and you, you know, the way that they kind of sold that game out, the way that they kind of let you have it and gave it to overtime and the way they kind of collapsed at the end of that game, they're going to well, want to try to bounce back at home against you. So, I mean, exactly. these, none of these games are easy, but well, it does get easier from here. And the, the air force game could be, that, that could be a scary one because it's the last game of the <sighs> season and you're kind of thinking just you're you're thinking about the the Mountain West Conference tournament, but know? maybe it's a good thing now, right? Because be. we're talking about this team not having a bye. They probably even after three more games probably still won't be in the top five seeds, depending on the way the rest of the Mountain West shakes yeah. out. So maybe the Rams are playing for something in that Air Force game. Exactly. So maybe yeah. it's a good thing that you don't win in the pit because then you don't set yourself up for another stinker against Air Force. Because when you're looking at the rankings and the committee and the team or the the committee that's eventually going to pick you to go to the NCAA tournament. They're going to. There's less weight in a loss to New Mexico than there. that was the exchange. If that's what was happening, the Rams might have something to play for against Air Force, which could be completely different had they won that game last night. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's plenty of positive here. There is, and, and you're looking at each of these games coming up. Like, I mean, UNLV. You're going into Vegas on the road. Yep. It, it's a good team that you want to, you know, set the mood for going forward. Nevada, you got to avenge that loss. Yep. That, because we let. That was one players. of your ugly runs. That, that was probably one of our ugliest games on the road if it wasn't. Nope, 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 nope. We're not going to talk about those two. Yep. Yeah. Um, nope. Because we there's two players on this Nevada team that torched us last game. Yep. You know, And you can't let that happen if you want to I mean, win in this because there there's a lot of great players and you cannot afford to let some players just have their way and just make everything because that, that's what it felt like watching Nevada. Just yep. every shot – I forget his name – Every shot he was throwing up, it was just like, oh, that's in, that's in, that's yep. in. And then Wyoming, border war. Yep. Despite whatever happened last time, we don't need to talk about it. Yep. But it doesn't matter and it's because sold it's out. border just reported war. that that game is sold out. Yeah. Yep. That one's going to be rocking. Yep. Because, I mean, you and I both know that as Wyoming uh, Twitter should have, they, they had the bragging rights, and it was not fun. No. It wasn't fun. Not a fun building to be in. And then, and then Air Force, like you're saying, there might be some implications with with the seedings and everything for that game. But also, we did not play our best ball against Air Force either. No. They're 1-12 so. in 12 in conference. So, I mean, they won't have much to play for in that game in terms of seeding-wise. But like I said, they had a collapse against the Rams. They should have won that game against the Rams in Moby, and they didn't. So, they're going to have some bad blood to, to kind of spill. And it's interstate rivalry, too. Yep. So, it, it's going to – last four games, it's going to be – important to watch just to see how this team's playing because that carries over in the tournament yep gonna be a lot of fun because nevada and UNLV are the two teams ahead of this rams team and nevada right now holds that number five spot in the standing so the next two games gonna be huge huge but the good thing is you're not playing one of those top teams on the road you're playing a good UNLV chance um and i think a, a real good puncher's chance to come out of a win on saturday especially motivated after a loss in the pit um, they, they're, they're back home resting today. They'll be back on the road tomorrow um, on their way to Vegas. So it should be fun. Mountain West basketball is everything it was advertised to be this year. And it's it's going to yeah. be fun r- wrapping up these last two, three weeks. Well, it's just – it just gets me fired up for the tournament. <laughs> it should be fun. Because if if the tournament's going to be anything like this conference season, we're going to be getting some fireworks. Yeah, last year's tournament was good, but this year's probably going to be much better. Yeah. Should be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, – the CSU men's basketball. Four games left. Back on the road this weekend. They'll be back at home next week for two matchups with Nevada and Wyoming. But first is UNLV. 
on Saturday. When we come back, it's time to pay homage and send this thing off for the week. But first, Nonsense by Maddie and featuring Mark Foster here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. KCSU is excited to present Sasquatch, the Bigfoot saxophonist, at Aggie Theater on March 28th. For a chance to win tickets, you can text Bigfoot to 970-538-5278. Once again, that is Bigfoot, B-I-G-F-O-O-T, to 970-538 for your chance to win tickets to the Sasquatch show at the Aggie Theater on March 28th. It's time. It's time to pay homage, Austin. we got to figure out what we want to pay homage to. We only get one of these a week. So I hope you thought long and hard about what you're about to say because it's time for you to pay homage. I did. And I'm going I'm I'm giving uh Timothy Chalet. I'm giving him, him some homage. Is this supposed to be Chalamet? Sh- yeah. Willy Wonka. Are you sure you want to pay homage to a guy you can't say his name? Yeah. Okay. Can, can yeah, you, Willy continue? Wonka. Go ahead. Uh whoa, whoa, whoa. No, not Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. Um, he played Willy Wonka. <laughs> He's not Willy Wonka. But uh, he, he joins Elite Company with Leonardo DiCaprio as famous actors that wore a Colorado State hat. Sure. So we got some free promo out of that. I saw the socials popping off. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for that new movie. I'll, I'll probably I'll probably give it a give it a watch. I'll wait till it's on a streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to probably go watch, yeah, what, Dune 2, go to theaters, get some popcorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're going to that one. Yeah, yeah. get some popcorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Tim. What's his name? Uh, Timothy uh, Chalet? No. Chalamet? There we go. Okay. Come on, dude. He's got a good movie on Netflix, too. All like right. Yeah. New rule. If you can't say the name of the person or the thing you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can't say the name... Of the person or the thing you're talking about and paying homage. You can't pay homage to that person. New rule starting next week. He knows who I'm talking about. I don't. He might not have. <laughs> he might not have. I'm going to pay homage to the barista this morning that gave me an extra shot in my coffee this morning. I, you needed that. Bad. Yeah. I, I mean, you can head to our socials and look. I, I was exhausted this morning. <laughs> I, I was feeling it. I was feeling Mr. Krabs for sure. So shout out to the barista who got me that extra shot. It was, you know, just, you know. For gigs, right? Appreciate it. I didn't have to do anything for it. Just stood there at the end of the counter. They said, hey, we have an extra one. You want it? And I said, yes, that'd be incredible. And that's what's got me to be on campus for about 12 hours now today. It's been incredible. We started the day with you, Austin. We ended the day with you. That's a great day. It's a good day. That's a good day. It's a good day. That's that's, that, should, that should have been your shout out. No. Being able to be in my presence. The day that... <laughs> You were part of my paying homage is the day that this show is done, and I don't talk to you anymore, and I, I'm just done doing radio. Plain hey. and simple. Okay. Okay. All right. We good? I think I think we're good. That, that was a fun show. That was fun. That was a good one. Plenty of stuff to talk about this week. <laughs> but keep it locked. <laughs> yeah. Next week's going to be fun. I ain't going to say nothing because yeah. I, I don't spoil <laughs> no spoilers. I'll, I'll turn your mic off. I'll, I'll, <laughs> let me turn <laughs> your mic off. We'll be having. Okay. Be careful. Go ahead. Be careful, though. We will be having mm-hmm. Ramblers next week. That's good. We're also going to have some live in-studio guests for a good portion of the show next week. I'm not going to pull an Austin. You guys are going to wait and see. (laughs) 
I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. If you enjoyed this episode, you can catch other episodes on kcsufm.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.